You've got this, gonna rock this Ain't nobody gonna stop you from living the life that you choose You're confident, you're fearless Don't question your spirit You're the only one who's gotta walk in your shoes You've got the tools, you're not alone You've always been your baby's home Bring them into the world in your own Bring them into the world in your Hey there, welcome back to the No Fear Home Birth Podcast. This is episode number two. In this episode, Serenity Hannah joins us to share her three dream home births. In this episode, we talk about home birth in small spaces, having older children present during home birth, the beauty of midwifery, continuity of care, and so much more. I'm your host, Megan R. Cooper, and before we get into Serenity's birth stories, I'm going to answer a listener question about how to prepare older children for home birth. But first, a quick announcement. Throughout the rest of this month, December 2023, to celebrate the launch of this podcast, you'll have the opportunity to earn over $150 in prize giveaways. To be entered to win, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, and then fill out a super quick survey to let me know that you did. The link is in the show notes. My goal is to get this podcast into the hands of more mothers around the globe so they can become aware of their options when it comes to home birth and feel fully informed, unconditionally supported throughout their home birth journey, and completely prepared for their home birth in body, mind, and spirit. The best way to accomplish that mission is by listeners leaving five-star reviews so that this podcast will be recommended to more mamas just like you. So take a minute to pause, go leave a review, and then hop right back in. Without any further ado, let's get into today's question. Our question today comes from Sally. Sally writes, Hi, Megan. I'm expecting my second baby soon, and my husband and I are considering having a home birth. Our four-year-old is obsessed with her baby, quote-unquote, and always asks when baby is coming. Is it weird to have a four-year-old attending a birth? Too young of an age? I really want her there, though, but I'm sure she'll ask so many questions. She's very curious about lots of things. Do you have any tips? So thanks for that question, Sally. And before I answer, I'll just give my standard disclaimer that these answers and this podcast in general are for informational and educational purposes only, aren't a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice, and don't constitute a provider-patient or coach-client relationship. Also, this is just my take as one home birth professional, and I hope you seek out other perspectives and consult your own intuition as well. I definitely have a lot to say on this topic, but since I don't personally have experience having a child at home with me during a birth, I did a little crowdsourcing on this question and asked on the No Fear Home Birth Instagram account for other moms who have had older children at their home births to share their experiences. And I'm going to share those with you today. However, before we jump into that, there are a couple things that I want to go over. One, this mama, Sally, 
And for all of the listeners listening to, you hold the answer. You already have your answer. You already know what to do. Sometimes it just takes a little uncovering. So when Sally wrote this question, she wrote in the question, of course, about her the things that she is nervous about, a little bit concerned, curious, how's this going to go? But she also wrote, I really want her there, though. And that is something to pay attention to and something to listen to 100%. Sally, you want your child there with you. And so she should be there with you, right? And that's just such a beautiful thing. And all of us, all women have this thing. (laughs) All humans on the planet have this thing called intuition, or you could call it an inner knowing, an internal compass, your internal guidance system that can really give a, can lead us in a wonderful and incredible direction if we give it, if we listen and if we pay attention and if we slow down the noise and the chaos and the nonstop rushing so that you can actually pay attention to what your intuition is trying to tell you, right? Now, when I was pregnant with Amelia, my second daughter, my daughter Penny was just over two years old, and I really felt like at that time she w- it was too young, that she was too young to be there um, during my birthing time because she needed a lot of assistance, <laughs> I suppose, um, and she was very you know inquisitive and she took a lot of time and energy, and I was worried that my husband would get pulled away and end up basically just caring for Penny and not being there with me during my birthing time. And so that was a really big concern of mine. I also knew that from my first birth, all of the interruptions and distractions and everything that was happening at my hospital birth took me out of it it made it very difficult for me to get into a flow and a rhythm it made me made it difficult for me to stay present with my body and ride the waves and i was really worried that that would happen again if my daughter served as a distraction and an interruption so i knew at my home birth that things needed to be very quiet calm, dark, and that there would need to be no interruptions. And all of that whole entire scenario that I just described, I knew in my mind that was not going to be a good uh, fit for my two-year-old. So interestingly enough, I'll just share how this ended up working out for my (laughs) birth. Normally, we would have turned to my parents to be the ones to care for Penny during my birthing time. However, I had had a traumatic conversation early in my pregnancy for my home birth with them, and I knew that there was no way that I was going to tell my parents when I was even in labor, uh, let alone ask them to take Penny, because I knew that they were just going to be nervous, freak out, say 
things that I didn't want to hear. They'd probably be texting, trying to check in. Even just the handoff of me, of us handing over Penny to them um, and just seeing them, hearing their questions and just feeling their energy. I just knew that that was not going to work. So we didn't have any other friends or family or anyone to help us with this situation where uh, we were going to need Penny to, you know, leave for the birth. So in my last few days of pregnancy, I really didn't know what I was going to do still. And I just surrendered. I thought, you know, however things are going to happen, that's how it's going to be. And if she she ends up at home, that's really that's how it's meant to be. So 40 weeks rolls around. We always plan a date night on my due date because it's super fun to look forward to that uh, versus is the baby here yet? (laughs) And by the way, I highly recommend this strategy. So on my due date with Amelia, we'd arranged already to have my parents take Penny overnight so that Brett and I could go out to dinner and have a night alone. And lo and behold, as soon as my parents picked up Penny, my labor picked up. And I gave birth that night. Literally the next morning, I was sitting holding my brand new baby, Amelia, who was five years old, sitting across the table from my husband, Brett. And I called my parents and I said, guess what? They said, what? And I said, we have a baby. She was born last night. And it was so joyous and so amazing. And everything worked out just exactly as it needed to. And it was so incredible. Now let's hear from the other women who shared their experiences and what they did to prepare their children as well for their home birth. The first said that all of her midwives have recommended having someone else present to focus completely on the child or children. This mom has had multiple home births and each time around that's been the recommendation. Her best advice is to watch all the birth videos with the child so that they're aware of what's going on, explain everything during the videos, watch videos of women who labor very vocally and women who are more quiet and reserved and show them all different types of ways that labor may look. She said, my six-year-old has now witnessed two of her siblings being born and it has completely lit a spark in her to become a midwife. This current pregnancy of mine, she has done weekly checks of me, taking my vitals, reads each week's development, all the things. It's completely rewritten our family's story for birth for my girls to see home birth. Don't you just love that? Isn't that the most beautiful thing? The second mother that I spoke to is actually who you're going to hear from today. (laughs) You're going to hear her birth story, Serenity. And she has some fantastic advice. So let's talk about this too. To help prepare her older children, who were six and three and a half for the birth of her third child, she chose home birth videos from YouTube to share with her kids. She started with very calm and peaceful birth videos and then began showing them videos where the mom had a little bit of a struggle, nothing too intense, just some moaning, grunting, groaning, so that they could expect to see that from her and not be afraid. She had conversations during pregnancy with her daughters that looked kind of like this. 
mommy might look like I'm having a hard time or I'm in pain or that I'm working really hard and I might make noises, but that's okay. My body's doing what it's supposed to do. You don't need to be scared of it. And if you would rather, you can go play in your room. In the end, she had ended up having an incredible home birth experience. She vividly remembers her daughters peering wide-eyed over her shoulders, down at their new sister who had just been born, now being held by mom in the birth pool, and feeling perfectly at peace, like everything was just as it should be. To submit your own question for a chance to have it answered, either here or in my No Fear Home Birth Weekly email series, just follow the link in the show notes. Without further ado, let's get into Serenity's home birth stories. Hi, Serenity. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Hi, Megan. I'm so excited to be here. You have three home birth experiences that you have had and get to share today, all of which were in a an apartment, I believe. Is that right? Right. Two different apartments. Two different apartments. Okay. Awesome. But before we get into your births, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Sure. Um, I live in Southern California with my husband and we have three daughters, all of which who were, uh, were born at home and we homeschool. We, um, love going to the beach and being out in nature. And other than that, we're just, just a family. I have a background in teaching and I did that for a while. Right now I stepped away from that just to spend more time with my girls and focus on their education. And that's us. That sounds amazing. And I'm very jealous of you being in Southern California Uh, At the time we're recording right now, it is fall, it's October, and here in Madison, Wisconsin, where I am, it's been cold all of a sudden. So all of a sudden, we're like in the 30s and 40s, and sunny California sounding really good right now. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's gloomy California right now where I'm at. Um, We've had a gloomy week, but uh, living in California is a primary reason why we live in an apartment. Uh, so home birth apartment stories happen a lot in California. I feel (laughs) I would, I would totally imagine. So we, my husband and I lived in California for two years and when he was in the army and it was wonderful. And we thought about moving back there when he finished his time in the army. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a cost prohibitive, (laughs) decision for us. Um, so yeah, that makes sense that a lot of births happen in, in apartments in California. Yes. Well, our family lives here. We're really close to both sides of the family and, um, it's just what's best for us right now. That's awesome. All right. Well, Serenity, I would love to hear from you on how you chose and decided on home birth um, as a first time mom? Yeah, I have a couple things that led me in that direction. Um, a big factor was around the time that we were trying to conceive, I was diagnosed with, um, an autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's. Um, and I had gone down a few different paths to try and find some healing and health. And, the approach that I took towards healing 
was uncommon and different than, you know, a normal standard um, treatment. And that started changing the way that I view everything and questioning, you know, why do we do things this way? Why is this the standard um, for pretty much everything in my life? And that included, um, you know, birthing when it came to that time. Um, another factor was I had some traumatic experiences in a hospital setting as a child. Um, my grandmother, who we were very, very close to, um, seemed to be in and out of the hospital frequently. And my sister and I spent a lot of time visiting her. Um, our parents would spend a lot of time in the hospital and we were kind of just brought along. Um, and I remember as a child feeling so much heaviness in that space and, um, just always feeling very uncomfortable. Um, then when she passed, I was in the room and I was 11 years old. I didn't really know that that was coming. If my parents had talked to me about it or prepared me for it, I must have blocked it out or um, just not really understood. So I was very surprised by her death and I felt like I had nowhere to go in that moment. I remember wrapping myself in a hospital curtain and just crying. Um, all of my family members in the room were in their own moments of grief and I felt really scared and alone for a few minutes um, and just really shocked and surprised at what had just happened and that I had been there. And ever since that time, I had a really difficult time walking into hospitals even. Um, I wouldn't say that it created any kind of phobia or anything like that because I was able to do that as needed and visit other family members in the hospital. I was um, present for the birth of my niece and my nephew um, in hospital settings. And while I wasn't, you know, crippled by fear or anxiety in those moments, there was just always this really deep-seated discomfort being in a hospital. And I remember even as a teenager thinking to myself, how am I ever going to have a baby when I don't even want to go into the hospital? I didn't know that home birth was an option at the time. I didn't have any sort of understanding that there were options at all. And I thought, well, that's just it. I'm just not going to have any children. Um, but, uh, my best friend growing up, her mother had home births. And when my best friend became pregnant, she chose home birth. And this was before I had children. So I had the privilege of having my closest friend choose home birth before me and being able to um, watch her 
um, process and in choosing home birth for herself and the fact that she was glad that she chose home birth and happy with her experience gave me the confidence to say, wow, I do have options. And that actually sounds like something that would better suit me and my personality and my comfort level. So all of those things sort of led me to choose home birth. That is amazing. I love, I love it so much that you had a good friend that had had a home birth because that makes such a huge difference. It can be really hard when you maybe first learn about um, home birth it from in some way, but you don't know personally anyone who's actually had a home birth. You know, having that friend, obviously she was probably very supportive of you in your home birth and was, I'm sure, a cheerleader, which was probably very helpful, I would presume. Yeah, she she really was there for me. She encouraged me. She gave me all the information I needed, the questions that I had, you know, she was able to answer. And um, she really did support me all the way through my birthing process because at the time she was a doula and she was able to be there for me in that way as well. So she actually attended uh, my first two home births and um, really was able to support me all the way through it. So I feel really grateful for that. And it was a big part of my, um, of my process in choosing home birth was having, you know, that, that safe feeling knowing that she was there and that she had done this and that, you know, she was someone that I loved and was comfortable with and felt safe with. Oh, that's amazing. And how neat that she is a doula as well. Did she, um, just a little side note, did she end up becoming a doula after having her home birth? Yes. Okay. That's really neat. I love that. All right. Well, then when you fell pregnant with your first, can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, what the pregnancy looked like and the birth um, and how that went for you? When I first was pregnant, I was seeing a traditional OB. I had had a miscarriage with the first pregnancy that I had. And with my first daughter, I had some fear um, of that happening again. And I wanted to have more ultrasounds, honestly. I wanted to be able to measure the progress a little more. Um, So I was pretty confident that I was going to choose home birth from the beginning, but I didn't seek out midwife care from the start. Um, I ended up transferring to midwife care around 18 weeks. I, um, at the time I was more confident in the health of my baby. And, um, for me personally, I had already received the assurance that, you know, I was unlikely to miscarry this pregnancy. And, um, we then began interviewing midwives and, um, we ended up selecting the same midwife that my best friend had for her births after interviewing several other midwives. But my husband was always very supportive. He might have had his own apprehensions, but he knew me and my personality and my past. And 
he, I think from the beginning knew that this would likely be the best option for me. And once we had the conversation with that midwife, he was convinced and he felt, um, he felt he had the assurance that he needed. And, um, and then that was it from then on out. That's amazing. And my story is very similar in that when my husband and I met with the midwife, we ended up choosing, that was the clincher for him. He's like, okay, I feel safe. I feel secure in this decision and with this person. So how did that first birth go? Well, I always joke that I didn't think my body even knew I was pregnant. I was a lot younger. I was very healthy at the time. Um, I would say the peak of health so far in my life. And I ended up going about nine days past my original due date. I kept joking that my body doesn't even know I'm pregnant, so I'm never going into labor. Um, But I woke up one morning at seven o'clock with a contraction and um, and knew, I just knew that, that, w- that it was time. Um, I also knew that I probably had a long day ahead of me. Uh, things didn't seem to be going too quickly. So we kind of took our time. We went for a walk. I prepared some meals. So things were definitely going very slow and I was in, you know, early labor for a very long time. That evening, my my best friend came over and stayed. Um, she ended up staying the rest of uh, my birth, and my mom eventually came. My sister came. Um, my older sister had to work, but she really wanted to be there. And there was a time when our little apartment seemed really full of people, but it felt like a very, you know, safe space. And my labor ended up being over 30 hours. Uh, My daughter had her hand uh, by her face when I was pushing and that caused things to take a very long time. I pushed for maybe three hours. In that time, I remember being so exhausted and almost falling asleep between contractions and probably even between pushing. And I remember saying at one time that, oh, I can't do this. And my midwife looked at me and said, then what do you want to do? And I was kind of taken aback by that because in my mind, I was kind of just expressing my exhaustion. But to her, you know, those words are important. And And she was basically saying, are you asking for a transfer? And I quickly said, no, no, you know, I can do this. And it had to, I had to change my language. I, I pushed through um, the exhaustion and what felt like sort of a, you know, two steps forward, one step back type of labor and um, and my daughter was born. Um, we were all crammed into my tiny little bedroom, um, and just I just remember an intense relief 
um, and instantly not being tired anymore. <laughs> the, the moment that she was born, you know, that just rush and, and just being so grateful for the, the experience in general. At the time, the apartment that we were living in was kind of like a converted garage. I'm pretty sure it was a garage at some point, but, um, there were these really big vaulted ceilings with large long windows in the front room. And while I had thought that that was where I wanted to set up my birthing space originally, I remember on the day of feeling a little too exposed because the top of those windows weren't covered and I had a feeling that she was going to be born during daylight and I wanted a darker, more quiet and calm space. So when we set up the birthing tub, we had done so in my bedroom and it was so small, but it didn't really matter. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't anything that changed because our space was small other than, um, you know, everyone was just a little closer together. And at the time we had one bathroom, but it was connected to our bedroom. And that's one thing that I do like to mention when people are choosing home birth in an apartment setting is you might need uh, to talk to your neighbors or make sure that there's a um, a safe place to use the restroom down the street within walking distance because I did have several people at the birth with me and we did only have one bathroom and my um, my guests, I guess you could call them, at some points did have to um, walk down the street. Thankfully, I had a really close friend who lived just down the street and they were able to go to her apartment. But you know, other than that, I really felt that my space was enough and that it didn't matter that it was small. I love that so much. And really it was the perfect place for your baby to be born because it's where she was going to be living and, you know, in the safe and and supportive environment, (laughs) which is just amazing. (laughs) What was the immediate kind of postpartum like? I just remember feeling so cared for. My midwife and her team just took care of everything and um, having my family there and, well, just having my family there, um, you know, all my needs were met and I was able to just be comfortable and in my own bed afterwards and... um, and just really, I just really felt cared for. Um, my third, with my third birth, I remember this moment and this is, you know, after this is my third birth with the same midwife. Um, I remember after, you know, the weighing and measuring and the nursing and all of that, once we were all, um, you know, sort of tucked in, my midwife literally tucked me in my bed um, with my baby and kissed me on my forehead and said, I'll see you tomorrow. And that was just such a sweet moment. And I think anyone who is fortunate enough to have 
the same midwife for multiple births um, will know that it's just such a sweet relationship. You get to have such a personal connection and and I just remember thinking this is not normal (laughs) I am so blessed that this is my experience oh my gosh I love that it's so different than the hospital like not just the hospital environment but the care that you receive too and just that relationship and that special bond that you have with your midwife like you just described that's just not even really possible with a physician um, as you're and in the hospital and clinic type setting. And so it's so different and it's so special. And, and I love too that you talked about that you just felt so cared for. And that's how birth should be. I think that's exactly what it should be. We have, you know, you being the birthing human, the only thing that you should really be focused on is just you and your baby and bringing your baby into this world. Everyone comes to you and they care for you and support you as you work to get your baby out. (laughs) It's so beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So how how did your second birth go? My second birth was a dream for me. It was different from my first in that the progression was steady and I felt so in control. Um, I could tell exactly what was happening with my body and that confidence was such a thrill. Um, while I didn't have any negative thoughts or feelings about my first birth, I didn't necessarily feel um, any type of empowerment or sense of like, I did this, you know, it was just, it felt like the right choice and and it happened. Um, And I felt relieved that I was successful in it. But with my second, it was a whole new type of confidence. Um, And just the fact that things were going a little bit more textbook um, gave me um, a chance to sort of track what was happening with my body. Um, and and I, I felt like I was making more choices in my labor, um, which was just a really neat feeling um, instead of something that was just sort of happening and I was going along with whatever needed to go along with, with my second birth, I remember, you know, just feeling like I was a part of it. Like me and my baby were working together. I remember feeling her like move down and just be, just being so much more aware of all the little details of that birth. Um, I remember because it was so much shorter, I didn't have the same exhaustion towards the end and just being so much more aware um, and talking and laughing with my, um, family and, um, and the birth team. And at one point, you know, my mom was in my kitchen making breakfast and everyone was just kind of hanging out. It really just felt like, you know, friends had come over and, and we were just waiting for my baby to be born. And, 
and we were having a meal together while I was laboring. And, and that was just such a neat experience. Other than that, there weren't any major highlights. We had moved um, to a little bit bigger place. It's still an apartment, but uh, this time it was two bedrooms and two bathrooms. It's still small. I did choose to give birth in my living room. Um, and my firstborn was, uh, she was, had just turned two. I didn't feel comfortable with her being there at the time. I knew that she was a very sensitive child and so in tune with me and my feelings that anytime she sensed any sort of stress going on with me, that she instantly picked up on that. And I didn't want that for her. And I didn't know exactly how this birth was going to go. Um, and I felt that it was best for her to be with my mother-in-law who came and picked her up. But there was a time in early labor where she woke up and um, came out and I was able to hold her while she ate her breakfast. And she saw the birth tub being set up and she saw um, my midwife there and and just sort of the beginnings of things. And I remember being grateful that I could talk to her and say, your sister's coming today and showing her everything um, before she um, got picked up to spend time with her grandma. I, after my second birth went so beautifully, I knew that if I ever did this again, that I wanted my kids with me. So that's what I was able to do with my third Oh, cool. That's so, so neat. We have a lot of similarities because I, my daughter, my home birth, um, was after my first daughter was just a little over two, two and two months. And I felt the same. I, uh, very, very similar. I just kind of knew that, um, I would feel more comfortable with her not in this space, um, because of exactly her picking up on the stress that could hap could occur, you know, naturally. Um, and if I have another birth, <laughs> I definitely want my daughters to be there. So I'm excited to hear about your third birth. So my third birth, my third daughter, um, was born in the same apartment as my second daughter. Uh, my kids were a little older. There was a little bit more space in between them at the time. My oldest was um, about to turn six, and my second daughter was about three and a half. And at that time, you know, home birth felt so much a part of our lives, so normal to us that um, I wasn't concerned anymore about how things would go or what I would be like or any of those fears um, or concerns. And I really wanted my girls to be there. I felt that they were old enough and they were always like so excited when I would go to my midwife appointments. They were with me at every appointment. Um, because it was such a family-friendly space. They had like a little room for kids to play in and they would just run into 
uh, my midwife's office and out to the playroom like it was just somebody's house that they grew up in you know it was just such a a family-centered space and they felt so comfortable there and I felt that they were just such a part of that pregnancy with me that I really wanted them to be there. So when I went into labor the third time, I it was the middle of the night and I knew that they, um, I just knew instinctively that they would wake up when they needed to. Uh, and they did, they, they woke up a little earlier than normal. I think probably they heard some of the hustling and bustling going around inside the apartment, but they also, they, they also knew like what that meant instantly and climbed out of bed and came out so excited. Um, my oldest was there stroking my hair. She's such a compassionate and just little caregiver. Um, I said that she was my little doula. (laughs) She was so sweet. And, um, my three and a half year old at the time was just smiling. Like she just had this cute little smile the whole time and like looking, looking over, looking into the tub and just their excitement really made the experience for me. Um, I had a few less people at that birth because of them. Um, my best friend who had been there for me for my first and second birth. Um, she wasn't there this time. I was trying to keep the number of people there less so that they felt like they had more space, um, to be there. It was just such a sweet time. I'll, I just, I can't forget their little faces when their sister was born and they were looking over my shoulder, leaning, leaning over the tub and, it was just such a special moment. Oh, wow. That sounds just absolutely amazing. It really was. I feel so blessed um, that that was my experience. I don't take it for granted. Um, I I feel that because home birth is sort of gaining traction in some sense, I feel like it's talked a little bit more about these days. Um Some people are choosing home birth that maybe wouldn't have considered it before for a number of reasons, um, that there's a lot of, there's just a lot of really beautiful stories out there. Um, and sometimes I think they can be, um, a little glamorized personally with, you know, really fancy videos and, birth photographers and while that's so amazing and I I feel important it wasn't something that I could necessarily relate to because I felt like each person at my birth needed to have a very specific purpose because I didn't have space for anybody else and I remember just feeling like in the moment none of that really mattered um because like I have those images in my mind and my, you know, my sister and my family and everybody who was there did take pictures and videos for me. So I have those memories, but, um, I love my birth experiences. I am so grateful for each of them and the way that they formed and shaped me. And 
at the end of the day, it didn't really matter that I didn't have room for a birth photographer or a videographer or, you know, some really beautiful, fancy space out on a patio deck overlooking the woods or anything like that, that you can sometimes see. And that's wonderful for those birth experiences. I'm so happy for them. But I, I feel like it's important to share stories like mine of just, you know, we're just a little family living in an apartment and it can still be so beautiful. Absolutely. After your third birth, when you had your daughters looking over your shoulder and your third baby was born, what happened next? What did the immediate postpartum look like with your daughter's home? Well, my third daughter was born in the early morning and my kids had had a full night of sleep. So I was a little worried, feeling like, am I going to get the rest I need this time? Um, but they, I feel they were so in tune with the emotions and, and the atmosphere that they sort of just went along with it. And I don't even have any like standout memories of like feeling like, oh, I have to figure out what's going on with the kids. I'm sure that, you know, I was fortunate to have family helping out and, um, and my husband was there, but they, you know, my kids were sort of just like sitting on the bed, watching their sister be measured and weighed and things like that. And then I was able to take a really restorative nap afterwards. And I don't know who was taking care of them, but I'm sure that somebody was, and I'm grateful for it. Um, I think some people worry about, um, you know, those, that first night or, um, those first moments when they're, you know, recovering from birth and all of that. And I'm sure in a hospital setting, you know, that you have made arrangements for family members or someone to care for your older children while you're away. I don't have that experience to compare to. Um, I've always just had my kids home with me afterwards. Um, and it's worked out, you know, and I think that because like I said, I felt so well cared for in those moments after that it wasn't really a concern. I, I was given the care that I needed and the rest that I needed and I was supported in the way that I needed, um, which was such a privilege and, and such a blessing. I'm so grateful for it. Um, but my kids, you know, they were, they were there, but they were in good hands and, um, and it all just worked out the way that it needed to. That is amazing. I love that. Well, Thank you, Serenity, for coming on the show today and sharing your birth experiences. It has been a pleasure chatting today. Thank you for having me, Megan. That's our show. And I want to thank you for listening. If you found this podcast helpful, I'd be so grateful if you took a moment to subscribe, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. If you're looking for help on how to interview midwives... I invite you to grab my free guide, 60 Must Ask Questions for Home Birth Midwives. Just check out the show notes to get it. Thank you to everyone that helps make this show happen. The theme song was written and recorded by Jody Good. 
I'm your host and producer, Megan R. Cooper. Thanks for listening. And until next time, stay fearless.